Before you listen any further, I want to talk about Edmont's Harrowing Horrors. This spooky 5e supplement introduces amazing content for dungeon masters who wish to expand their toolbox of terrors, as well as players who want to give their character a haunted finish. The Kickstarter for this project has gone up now and lasts until November 8th, so if you want to back a quality product and help out a talented indie creator, follow the link in the description or search for Edmont's Harrowing Horrors on Kickstarter. Edmont's Harrowing Horrors is live on Kickstarter from now until November 8th. Do it now before it's too late. Welcome to our campaign! Set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician, or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin! Sounds of Pitterpath, outside in the city of Electroval, drench the street, creating a reflection of the city, showing the lights above, now below, rippling and shining as sheets of water roll from the many, many tiers, growing stronger and stronger as they turn into larger torrents, and wash themselves eventually into the surrounding swampland that the city finds itself sinking into. However, where we begin tonight is in the middle of the wrath. Tucked against a shield, you find yourself suddenly awoken. All of your allies around you seem to be asleep. Molly's eyes, even though you can see the faint bit of golden light shining from the, the, uh, the creases in her chest, the lights in her eyes have gone out, and you hear the sound again. I'm going to check out whatever that sound is. It seems to be coming from the bathroom. The phone? Alright, I'll I'll go to the bathroom phone! As you begin making your way over, you step over Yenden, who seems to be sleeping. Hugo is kind of propped up on, like, the the cushiest pile of bath bedding. Sky is also kind of leaned up against the wall, knife tucked to her chest, facing the air vent. I'm gonna go pick up the phone! You step within the bathroom. Do you, like, close the door or anything like that? Yeah, I close the door, but gently so I don't wake anyone up. You close the door, and you, in order to reach the phone, you actually have to step into the, uh, the metal bathtub. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, like, sit in and kind of sit on, like, the edge of the, uh, thing, wearing, you know, Yenden's clothes, like <laughs> it's, like, nightwear, a pair of boxers, <laughs> and, and the, uh, the white tank top. 
As you pick up the phone. Uh, hello? Hello? Who is this? Wait, how do you know I picked up? We have been watching you. Oh? For some time. Gentlemen? We request your assistance. Uh, may I ask who's speaking? This doesn't sound like Jeremy. We are everywhere. Oh. We have been watching you since you first stepped foot into this world. Since I was born? We require your assistance. Uh. Compliance will be rewarded. Deviance will be not rewarded. Will it be punished? It is not preferred by either you or us. Uh, uh, Alright. Will you comply? If I can, I will. But it depends on the assignment. If it's something like learning how to fly, that might be a little difficult for me. This city is under attack. We need your assistance. Ugh. You are in a position to make all the difference. And it is our responsibility to see that you make the right choices. Will it be good for this city? Will it, it will be very help good people? for this city? It will help many people. The only people that it will not help are the bad people. Can I incite this? Certainly. What are you trying to incite? Trying to in- incite uh, honesty. What did you roll? Dirty 20. There is much sus about this. I will say, <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to tell. It is clearly some sort of electronically generated voice. Mm-hmm. The ways that it seems to be speaking to you, you're not sure if it's manipulating you or not. It's very, very hard to get a clear read on whatever this is. Mm-hmm. But you begin to kind of think a little bit through some of the things that Skye's told you, some of the things that Cranberry had told Hugo. The voice continues. You will require further instructions. Pick up the phone when we call. And don't tell anyone else of our relationship. Or you will not be complying. Uh, do you have a name that I may address you by? Beep, 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 beep. Okay. Beep, beep, beep. I need a lot. Uh, that's. Uh, am I dreaming? Kind of give myself a flick on the face. Flick smack on the chest. On the face. Pat yourself on the chest. You're in the bathtub. Hold I checked to make sure I didn't take any drugs last night. I mean, you might have. <laughs> Did you? No, I'm just checking to make sure I didn't take any then and then black out. Dr- then you didn't take any drugs if the answer is no. No, I didn't take any drugs. Then you didn't take any drugs. You know what? I'm gonna take a little bit of time. I'm gonna use 25 char- sparks. I keep mixing up the names. That's go- GP, right? You, just, you, you just call it 25 gold worth. Yeah, 25 gold. 25 gold worth of of of. Um, I just call them spell shrooms. I don't know their actual name. <laughs> and I'm gonna cast. Actually, no. That's only within the next 30 sec minutes. You know what? I'm gonna see if this is gonna just just to gauge what these guys are capable of. I am going to cast augury, and 
I'm going to say, and my question is, how will this go if I were to wake up my party and tell them exactly what just happened? Roll me. Tell, what what does your your you're, you're using the shrooms for this, right? Yes, I'm using. So is it? So it's probably like something along the lines. Is it like you're consuming them in some way, or is mm-hmm. it like you're casting some sort of spell and you're like reading the tea leaves? What would um, you say this would be for you? Hmm. I'll let you kind of define that a little bit. Yeah. Like, is it like something like you process it magically in some way and? I process like a vision or yeah, I process it magically so the vision isn't purely a trip. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're not literally just inhaling <laughs> the drugs, but yes, you are like kind of you know, uh, using it, ingesting. using it, using it to guide me. Yeah, yeah, towards you're, you're, a connection. And it's like the sense, the smells and stuff kind of gives you a sense of vision based on your augury spell. Mark off that twenty-five gold worth. Yep. The visions you see. It's, it's less so images and experiences and more of just a sensation. You sense things potentially going well. You could sense that it could lead to good conversations. It could lead to honesty and the such. It would lead to one path, but it would also lead to some complications. There's complications both ways. You get both a wheel and a woe. Understood. All right. That's interesting. Guess it's good to know. As you go ahead and you just run a trail of white powder across your lip while sitting in Yendon's bathtub. This is, this is druidic rituals! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you do now? Yeah, I'm just gonna wash, wash, wa- wash my face and get back to it because I don't want to leave the bathroom with the white string. <laughs> All right, you make your way out, tucking the rest of the soap bag into your pocket. Is this stuff just called soap now? Is this soup soap? Sure. <laughs> Technically, you would recognize this stuff uh, as aether spores. I'm calling it soap. <laughs> much better anyway yeah euphemisms <laughs> soup soap as you make your way out what do you do you are standing there everyone is lying asleep ahead of you you even hear like the sounds of a faint kitty snore from within the air vent hmm. i'm just kind of trying to think on what this thing could be i they know about the first of all know about my sister and she's an engineer and it's a robotic voice so that they might know her through that, and it's something that watches, it's ever-present. My personal theory at the moment is this might literally be the Arkstone. At least this is, where, this is where Soup is going, in their limited knowledge on how shit works. So because of that, and because of how much influence the Arkstone itself has over the city, they are going to comply and go to bed. As you lie down and you the shield against yourself. You notice something different about the shield you carry. The eye, which was always closed when you first picked it up, is now open. Oh shit, it watching me. Alright, you go to sleep? Yeah. In that case, all of you get a long rest and wake up for a new morning. The rain has stopped by this time, leaving the space 
slightly damp and cool from where you are. There isn't exactly a lot of heating in here, so many of you found yourselves having to snuggle up underneath the blanket. That's what uh, the toaster is for. You, you <laughs> huddling up in a circle around the toaster. <laughs> Trying um, to turn on the microwave with the door open. <laughs> as all of you make your way uh, to the brink of consciousness, uh, I imagine Soup got sleep enough sleep to count for the rest, but mm-hmm. would you say it was a very peaceful sleep? I'd say afterwards is sort of that situation where you wake up early in the morning and you're trying to get back to sleep, and it's kind of like you're halfway there, but not really. Yeah, and you kind of like are trying to get to sleep a lot in the morning until eventually everyone starts stirring around you, and you might as well get up at this point. Yeah. Oh, damn, that cat's really haunting my dreams. The event is currently open, and would appear that the contents that were inside have been vacated as, uh, Braxton has moved to sit up elsewhere. Somewhere more secure. <laughs> what cat? Hmm. Alright. Yeah, real suspicious cat. Can I can I open up my rusty box? Yeah. So like you're just you're like you wake up like a child on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> you bounding down the, the stairs and breaking everyone because you're a freaking Goliath. <laughs> Wait, quick question. How bad does my shirt look? Because Soup is very attached to that outfit. I mean, was it something that you wore from the swamp, or was it something that you you kind of got? Like, this is something that Soup specifically got, like, saved up their first month of paychecks to get this made specifically for them to fit in better with the city. Yeah, in that case, it's not, like, completely wrecked. There was kind of, like, the streak where it's, like, been burned. It could probably be repaired and patched for cheaper than it would take to replace cool but it will still probably have um you know some signs of that uh damage to it but it it could be mended if you got it to a good tailor yeah all right then i'll save it what's in my box you rattle it around it sounds like a few sounds like some things in there it's like a bit of like a loose setting but it is currently closed how are you opening it oh um guy you are present for this as well here do you want to just like um you probably have some sort of Lock picking equipment on you, right? Yes, I, I, I can do that. I have these tools. Yeah. Um, could you do it, but just don't open it? Sure. So he again then passes you a rusty metal box. All right, then I will, like, you know, break into it. Okay. Uh, roll me a thieves tool check. Dexterity plus proficiency. 14. You begin kind of rattling around with it, and after a while you realize that the lock on here is just so rusted that you're not entirely sure you can get off. Maybe if you had like a little bit more leverage or a little bit of heat, that might work, but you can't get it with just your tools. And without like breaking it, right? Uh, or you could try to break it, but All right. you're not sure if like maybe you might damage something inside. Um, Yenon, are you okay if I try to break it? The lock um, not the entire thing. Oh, just the lock? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Adrian, did you say you could also use heat somehow? Potentially. Well, that's a good point. Hmm. Can you, can you pick locks with knives? Oh, me? Well, no, I mean in general. Well, typically jamming a sometimes, knife into a lock isn't super efficient, but... Sometimes you can sort of jimmy a door open, but not really pick a lock with a knife. And you see, like, this box, by the way, to describe it again, it's metal and rusty, and it has, like, these big chains wrapped around it. With, is, like, a big padlock on it. 
Wait, okay, is the padlock actually, is it a built-in, like, part of the box, or is it... It is part of the box, yes, but the chain's, like, wrapping connect around it. Okay. Here, try, try this. And I'll pull out the, the flame tongue dagger. Um, it's, a. Uh, well, don't, don't grab the blade. Uh, just, uh, ignite. And... Uh, as he speaks for it, he speaks in a kind of raspy tongue that sounds more like the crackling of fire. Um, as he speaks the uh, the primordial word, the ignan word for ignition. Um, and you see that the blade he passes you just catch on fire. And start shining bright light throughout this room. Alright, well we can touch it to the, the lock and see if we can just heat it up, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So this thing, like, when you attack with it, deals an extra 2d6 fire damage. So as you kind of push against the lock, um, this, this is an old enough lock, you've, you've managed to mostly pick it. I'll say whatever sort of remaining locking mechanism is in there, you can just destroy the lock by spending a moment like a hot butter knife burning through this corroded metal. Perfect. Until this just... Thank you, there you go. You, imagine that, you would also imagine, Sky, that this thing would deal a decent amount of damage to mm-hmm. a person if it struck them. Sounds like it, yeah. All right, I'm going to open the box. Snatch. All right. Uh, you open the up the box. Here. You open up the box and you find inside a kind of black fabric fanny pack. Oh, no. Please tell Why me Why was that. this in a box? It's like a little fanny pack on it. It says... Um, Check the pocket. Crunchy on it. Crunchy? Crunchy. I thought you were going to style a bag of holding as a fanny pack. I was going to be so excited. Let's say it's, it's, it's like a black fabric bag that just has like a sort of single like latch on it, like a button that you could undo and open it up. All right, I'll open it up. You open it up. Can I peek inside? So when you peek inside of this thing, it looks like you're just staring into a black void. That's interesting. A bum bag of holding? I don't know. Fanny pack of holding? Um, I'm gonna reach my hand inside. Alright, you reach in until it's up to the elbow. You don't feel anything. It feels like you're just in a black void. Hmm. It feels a little cold inside. Alright, I don't know much about magic, but I think this is supposed to hold more than it looks like. <laughs> His elbow's like cut off where it's inside the bag. Say, that's a handy disguise, you know, if you ever need to play somebody with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I wonder if anyone's ever do done that. Do you think you can make someone? Do you think you can make some? What if you put lack in like most of a person in there, but only had the head poking out? I don't think it's that big. Do the opposite. It, it, it's only about that reduce big. the so weight maybe, at all. Maybe if you really tried, you could try to squeeze Hugo through it. It would not be easy. <laughs> well, hi. in there. Hmm. I have my. Look, how do you get a bugbear into things. a fridge? One piece at a time. I have my own extra-dimensional space. No, thank you. Oh, well, you try to um, open it up. Try to like turn it inside out. Wait, if you yeah, put I this guess... in it, I'll, can you I'll get try them back that. out? <laughs> so when you like push it out, it just flips open like a normal bag, but a couple of things just spill out of it. Uh, you find a, a sort of wooden flask that seems to be uh, containing some sort of liquid. You see a vellum scroll fall out onto the floor. Um. You see 
uh, a small, like, what kind of looks like a shoe shine, like, round kind of container, like that. Um, you see that a bag full of coins falls onto the ground, and also a key tied around the bag of coins that reads something on it, uh, it, its head. All right. Mystery box. I will tell you right now that the, uh, so this thing is a bag of holding flavored mm-hmm. as a black fanny pack that reads crunchy on the back. It reads crunchy on the back. The uh, potion is a potion of healing greater. Okay. There is a spell scroll in there as well. Greater potion of healing. The I bag forget. contains 20 platinum pieces, old coins. Damn. 20, like, yeah, like 200 sparks worth of old coins. 20 platinum. Okay. Yeah, you just mark it as platinum. Yep. There's the key. And there's a key that has, that the head is read something in the common tongue. Okay, so the flask was the greater potion of healing, I'm assuming, or? Yes, that was the, like the wooden flask. All right, so there was also that shoe shine thing, right? Who, who picks up the, that thing? I was going to start casting detect magic on the sure. stuff that we don't know the exact nature of. All right. Okay. Hugo, do you look at the, uh, or Sky, do you look at the uh, thing? Yes. So you look it up, and it has, like, a screw top. Okay. You unscrew we uns- it. Let's unscrew it. Right. As you open it up, you see inside is, like, a little bit of, like, some sort of, like, um, I don't want to say, like, taste, like, some sort of just, like, bedding or something like that. And you see that there is, like, a tiny little insect or something that just seems to be sort of, or, like, some sort of, like, little slug or something that just seems to be sort of wiggling around in the uh, housing of this thing. Uh. Alive. Look. Do I know what it is? Roll me a nature check. That's a one plus two. That's three. No clue. Okay. But you do kind of hear what sounds like faint bits of like emanating from it. Thing is, like it's trying to say something, but it's too far away for you to hear. Mysterious voices. I like that. Yeah, both Hugo and Scott hear it. Ooh. And probably soup, but you're cat. Oh, yeah. what is that? Can I put my ear up to it? Uh, yeah, you want to listen to it? Yeah, I want to listen to it. You hear listen to like the a... slug. You can, it sounds a little clearer. You can begin to hear what sounds like bits of voices emanating from it. You do see like there's like a tiny little mouth that seems to be speaking on it. Um, but it's still not close enough for you to quite make out, but almost. Do I have... It... Is there any physical... Like... Closer. Like you're holding it, like I imagine, like two inches from your ear. Oh no, it's gonna it's bite me. Almost close I... enough for you to hear. It's gonna bite me if I put it up. Just don't let the thing in your ear. <laughs> Talk about an earworm. You uh, can, I, 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 why do I? Why do I feel like bear, if you were you to put this it, thing? Though. Like it sounds like it's saying something. Something about. You're not quite sure. I feel like this is the kind of thing where. What do you? You're casting right now. Yeah, yeah I'm so saying go, it's out of character. I'm gonna put it up a little closer. I need you to roll me a wisdom saving. Oh, God. Oh. This reminds me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It does. With the thing that lives in your yeah. ear. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. You guys saw that, right? Yeah. Well, you gotta tell the... You gotta tell the... What did you roll? Yeah. You gotta I tell the podcast. I have... Wait, you rolled a one? On the wisdom save. I have proficiency and plus three on it. And I still... Just <sighs> okay. 
in that case, as you find yourself listening to it, you begin to hear the voices. And as you push it up to your ear, you just find yourself listening and entrenched. And all of you see as Hugo turns his head upwards and let go of it as it slips into his ear. Uh, can I react and Hugo, at all? You suddenly react a little bit to it and you suddenly find like yourself <laughs> deafened in that side of your ear and you start hearing the sound of, of pain and forcing. What do you say? Shit. Like, like you're trying to like imagine dig into your ear trying to like pull it out. What the hell did I do? Why? What the? Who? You begin to hear that? like the sound of ringing as it is now boring its way through your eardrum. Oh, oh god. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a seeker dart. I'm gonna throw the seeker dart at it. Right in my ear. Let <laughs> <laughs> you do that? Oh my um, god. <laughs> it's a big dart. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's uh... like the size. It's like the size of a robin. I mean, the dart portion shouldn't and be all that bad. Portion, and the dart portion is a proboscis about two inches long. Oh god. Okay. Oh. Can I? All right. I won't. I won't throw it. I will just. I will just. I will just like, kind of try to stab it. Hugo, do you, do you allow Yedin to stab this long needle into your ear? I think it's the closest thing we have to tweezers. I mean, is it possible? <laughs> is it possible to use Gus to try to like make it pop out? You could try to like create a vacuum. I will say that that is your attempt. It does not help in this scenario. Okay. And Yenden, you're going to try to start fishing around in there? <sighs> yeah. Just roll me a sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand. Oh, boy. All right, come on. You got to do me well here. Ah! Damn it. It's a two. You kind Why? of get to the edge of it as you see it has now pierced through Hugo's eardrum and has tunneled deeper into the ear canal. And then Hugo, that sort of fluid imbalance that you feel, stops. And you feel fine. What? The hell was that? Oh what gosh! What is that? I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's just. <laughs> as if I didn't have enough. Force okay, I guess I need. I guess I need to restart casting detect magic. <laughs> that was a little bit of a distraction. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna restart. <sighs> Shit. Do I hear anything? How do you anything? feel? Hugo, you hear a voice in your mind. What does it say? Hello. Hello, partner in this symbiosis. Oh. <laughs> I think that this means a great honor. parasite. This is a great honor to have been chosen. <laughs> no. No, I've already been chosen before. That that's you a great honor. Seek knowledge, secrets I can tell. No. I can help you. Oh, I see. can help your friend. I seek fun. Prove their innocence. I seek fun. Yeah. Yes. Fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah, no, not knowledge. If you were really uh, in this brain, you'd kind of know that. There's not much going around in here. Yes, I can smell it now. <laughs> you seek excitement. You seek, you seek entertainment. Lavish parties, I can tell you. How to reclaim what you lost. You go ahead and do it the right brain way. Cell. Not make the mistakes you made before. I am your humble servant, your advisor. 
I will speak if you wish me to speak. I will remain silent if you wish me to remain silent. I can pull secrets for you if you wish from any mind of your choosing. I can help you prove your innocence. I can help your friend prove their innocence. Okay, if you actually would remain silent when I ask, that's a better deal than you get. I will remain silent now. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, do you mind telling me like a, a name to call you by? Uh, yes, my lord. <laughs> I I was given a name by the dark beings themselves as Felthrax. I was chosen to serve powerful mortals such as you who seek power beyond their plane of comprehension. Still didn't give me a name, did you? Falthrax is my designation. Oh. Sounds like chemical. <laughs> or disease. H- Hugo, Hugo, are you good? <laughs> oh, right, sorry. Yeah, Hugo, totally by good. the way, you've been muttering to yourself. <laughs> I'll say that. I right, think sorry. he's gonna turn into a slug. Me or the thing inside there? But uh, he, I was just, he was talking to me, introducing himself. You know, the works. Oh, oh no. What a, what a really, leash. This really is a day of new introductions, ain't it? Like, I got introduced to that, that cat. You got introduced to this slug. Who's going to start talking next, beefy boy? You look over at him. If you go ahead and refresh your sheet, Hugo, you will see that uh, something's been added on there. There may be like some individual lore that doesn't apply to this. Okay, so don't worry about that sort of stuff. But as you can see, that there are a couple of spells you can cast with it. Wait, what the? You're also attuned to this thing, but you cannot in- just end your attunement with it. You're symbiotically bound. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, are, what, what other goodies are you guys going to dig into on this beautiful Christmas morning? Um, I'm checking out the key. <laughs> Uh, you look at the key and you read on it. It says Otis. Like it's oh. in beautifully engraved onto the handle, even though it seems to be made out of cheap material. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna give the cloak of protection to Sky because I because she didn't get anything at the at the carnival where things went bad. Yeah, I still haven't heard about that either. Hugo <laughs> passes you this uh, this cloak. This is sort of. Uh, beautiful looking like black matte cape with like little bits of silver indent. Nice. Thank you. You think yeah, you think you could maybe with a couple of like accessory changes you could make it work. Lovely. Alright, what's cool of magic is this spell scroll? That spell scroll? It does have a school. I'm gonna say that for this one it is conjuration. Interesting. And do I pick up detect magic on any of the other things that we haven't explicitly identified yet? Uh, well, the potion is a potion of healing. Yeah. How about the key? The bag is a bag of holding. The key is not magical. Cool. However, you do see like one more thing fall from it, and it seems to be a single photograph fall out of the bag. And is also written at the base of it, this Otis. What does Otis... <laughs> what does this Otis photograph look like? Um, it looks very faded, very water damaged. All you can see is what looks like some sort of fuzzy thing lying in a bed with like a hand petting it. Smaller than a person's hand. Hmm. Well, this appears to be someone's pet, I think. Is it completely round? 
you you can't really see it's like there's like damage like right over like the body of it but you do see what you think is maybe like a rat's tail hanging off of it Mm -hmm. Mm. very tiny this is clearly a creature that was like recently born in the last few weeks when this thing this photo was taken but the photo is also very quite old all right that's that's a lot of mysteries that i feel like we don't have the time for right now who's taking the money uh i think i've got the money right now okay in that case yes guy add yourself a uh, cloak of protection does someone want the key or the potion or whatever this is? I don't know what's a potion. Somebody somebody who isn't me should have the potion because I'm already a healer. Sky is less likely to yeah. die, so I think Sky should have it. Okay. Um remind me again exactly how, how I would go about using it. So you already have a healing potion on you, correct? Oh, it's oh. is it just the same? It's the same thing, except this one is instead of two D four plus two, it is forty four plus four. Twice as effective. Oh, great. And the spell scroll is uh, magic for creating stuff. Don't know exactly will, what spell it is. I'll give you one more little bit of information. I, Hugo is the only one of you guys who can use it. Hmm. And it. And it does give me Hugo magic vibes, so here you go. And I give it to Hugo. What can I glean from it? Roll me an arcana check. Because it is on your spell list. But... Not one that you currently have. Are you kidding me? I got a six. <laughs> you don't know, but rolling terribly. Cast it in the moment. Yeah, that's always a good idea. It is a great idea. I know. Mm. Does mm. spell scrolls disintegrate you any, once you use them? If you have them. any questions, you could always ask your your advisor. Okay, I'm gonna give that a test drive. Can you type his name to me so I can pronounce Bal it? Right? Thrax. F A L T H R A X. All right. Uh, Balthor, I tap my ear. Balthorax, is that is this yes, one? Yes, my lord. <laughs> it has a name. <clears throat> uh, oh, you don't you you can don't have to go with the my lord thing. Just uh, whatever you desire. Just call me Hugo, or if you really feel like it, you can go with like, sir. But, um, yes. yes, sir. Do you, do you know what this uh this scroll does? Yes, that is a powerful spell of the third circle of magic. It allows you to create a rift between here and the far plane. Conjure an element of a powerful extra-dimensional creature made from tentacle and cold and power and have its essence bleed into the darkness of this own world to choke your enemies that stand you in your way and lead them to an end most deserving of your most ill-fated. Oh. Many refer to this entity as Hadar. It played a role in the apocalypse that this world knew so long ago. Wait, he's related to that? Ooh. You can go ahead and add to your inventory. Uh, just give yourself a spell scroll. The spell on it is a third level Hunger of the Dark. Yay! I only I exist to serve, sir. Wait, it told you what it is? 
Yeah, uh, powerful spell here. Um, Wait, how much? How much does this thing know? Can it tell us about these bracelets? Okay, um, I don't know. I can ask. A little, I am a little nervous just having this thing that I don't know what's going on in my head. Valdar, uh, you don't have any ill intent, do you? My only intent is to serve you. Whether your aims are benevolent or ill. Can I insert that? One insight check. Finally, a 17. I mean, it's hard to know. You haven't seen it for very long, but it, se- it seems to be really going really out, really out of its way to either prove itself to you or to really kiss your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I mean... We'll, we'll get this thing a test drive, you know. But... I only wish to earn your trust in time, for however long that may take. Hey, here Months, you go. years, decades, centuries. Yes, Guy? However long it takes. Yes, Guy? Out of curiosity, have you, have you asked your little wormy friend, um... If he will leave, if you ask him to leave. I haven't tried that yet. Good point. Um, also, don't you think you could do with a, you know, a cute nickname or something? You know? Hey, it's a pet! You have a pet? You ever had a pet? No. Exactly. What's his name? Like, Balthazar or something? <laughs> <laughs> Falthrax. Falthrax? Yeah, you could, you could, you could. Anthrax. You know, turn it to something catchy. In time, I think we'll find a nickname for it. Mm. Two syllables is too much. S A X Y. Sexy. No. No. I'm not going to go with that. All right. Um, should we? Should we? Should we get Molly back to the orphanage? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Miss, how are you doing? And I kind of go over to Molly. That was terrifying. <laughs> are you okay, Hugo? <laughs> um. Well, for now, I think I'm okay. I'm no longer in pain, but uh, I do have something in my head that can talk to me and sometimes present me with information that I did not previously know. That's really weird, but if if you're okay with that. Yeah, I'll be asking around just to see, you know, just to make sure I have the option to remove it if I, if I so choose. Sorry, Fathrax, just making sure I have all my bases covered because we still don't know you very well yet. But I do not know of a way to separate our bonding. For our minds have already become nearly one. Such a procedure could be pursued, perhaps. If that is what you wish, I could look into it. But it would be dangerous. Oh, I don't need to know from you. I'll ask around other people I mean. <laughs> perhaps it may be worthy for some of the other endeavors I have gleaned you intend to seek within your own mind. That you wish... To seek perhaps an institute of knowledge. 
or someone who knows more than you. Yeah, there are a lot of people who know more than I do. Guys, we just got an info NPC. We got a Navi. Great. <laughs> oh yeah. Except we got someone. To, we got someone to keep us on task. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um. But yeah. Well, we can give it a rest. All now. right. I don't, I don't need to know anything about that yet. Let's let's yes. head over to the orphanage. Uh, Hugo, whatever you design, I am at your whim. Thanks. Silence. All right, are we good to go then? Yep, let's do it. Let's get Molly back to her kids. There's still like a faint bit of stained blood dripping from Hugo's ear from where it bored in. Was it your left ear or right ear that you held it up against? Right. Right, okay. So out of Hugo's right ear, there's still like a faint bit of dried blood. It's not actively bleeding, but... Mm. Crunch, crunch. Crunchy. On the back of the fanny pack. <laughs> Who's carrying the fanny pack? Are you using the fanny pack for anything? I think I've, I've got the fanny pack because I opened the box. <laughs> Anyone else want this fanny pack? Big man with yeah, a big stands pack. up and in like his boxer shorts, it's just this crunchy on the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm going to call the earworm. Crunchy? Its name is Crunchy! <laughs> like All he right. crunch into your brain! Oh. Right through your skull! All right, all right, that's enough. If that is the designation you wish, you may call me that. All right. I'm just gonna also, walk out my broken door. <laughs> also, giving the scroll to Hugo. You can uh, pick the door up, leaning against the wall. I guess. Yep. I guess the potion would do well with Gendon. All right. This is this is my rusty box, so. Yeah, you need to have keep something from it. Yeah. And a nice fanny pack that says crunchy. Crunchy. So who has the key? Who has the potion? Obviously Hugo has the earworm. I've currently got the key and the potion. Okay. And the and the fanny pack of holding. Got it. Oh, okay. Then. In that case, you make your way out onto a new day. Um I will say, we do have a somber moment as you make your way down to the lower part of the city. Uh, at the Bastion Ward, you see that whatever sort of mob had been chasing Sky the previous evening, which Sky, I'm sure you don't have to tell any of them about, uh, seems to have kind of turned down the alarm. Probably just some beggar or something like that. Um, as uh, you make your way back there, you make your way, like, you come to the Stone Slab Orphanage, and Molly seems to be very afraid, and she looks at all of you and says, um, I just want to say thank you again for helping me and looking after Jillian and Edward. Yes, um, you should, you, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Speaking of Jillian and Edward, do we, um, do we want to let them know about your makeover before? Um, I mean, you hear a voice standing from behind you, sitting on a nearby bench. A man of dark skin and light hair. Hello. Hm. 
Good to see you again, Molly. Um, do I, do I know you? Um, <laughs> that's Marcus. Hello, Marcus. Hello. Yendon, Hugo, Soup, somebody Molly, put on, Somebody put on Sky. the poll. Who did I give the cowl to? Soup, did I give that to you? What? The little, like, cowl mask thing of the people. Oh yeah, I think I was holding onto that. So it's tucked away in your bag, probably. Yeah, unless it's in you've my bag. got it displayed openly. No, 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 it's in my bag. <laughs> Soup, look through that real quick. See what happens. All right. I look through it. All right, you pop it on. What are you looking at? Looking at Marcus. Looking at Marcus. Marcus is Marcus. Looking at Hugo. Hugo is Hugo. Do we see Crunchy? <laughs> Uh, only on your butt. <laughs> I was talking about Crunchy and Hugo's head. I mean, oh, it's not an X-ray helmet. Okay. Nah, just that comment about is Marcus even real? Ah, all right, all right, all good. Sky, anything you want to say? Um, not at the moment. <laughs> okay. I think. That all of you have enough on your plates. I suppose I should take Molly from here. Wait, wait, wait. I go up to him. Just mind, mind if I... I'm quite real. I know you're, I know he you're real. Hand, he grabs your hand and places it on his shoulder. I, I know you're real. Do you happen to know any spells that kind of provide a barrier from any sort of divination magic? or spying, or anything of that sort? Myself, no. I don't know exactly what you take me for, but I'm simply a humbled man and a veteran of another time. It's just something that you said to me, was told to me somewhere else, and I wanted to ask you about it, but I don't feel safe talking about it in the open. And I'm hmm. speaking with him, like, really quietly. Well, I suppose there will come a time me and you can have our own conversation. But the path you lead is not with my own. Not now, and not yet, at least. Seek me out when your other problems have been resolved. And we will... I suppose talk about sensitive topics then. Until then, I have another sensitive discussion to attend to. Molly? Thank you, um, sir, and thank you for looking after my children. It will take some time for them to get used to, but in the end, I know that they miss their mother and their father. They'll be glad hey. to be with you again. <clears throat> if they get scared, just open up the little panel. Show them your soul. <laughs> <laughs> We're sure that's the right decision to make here. And begin walking towards Stone Slab. And the rest of you are left out here. Okay. She's functionally immortal now. Yeah. Probably. What a change. I hope she does okay. Yes. 
Do you require knowledge on the topic of immortality, Sir Hugo? Uh, maybe once I'm old and gray. Not right now. I will reserve it until such time. Damn, Crunchy really believes he's in a committed relationship. This is crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. What a guy. Alright, we should probably just catch Sky up what to speed. That would be lovely. <laughs> Hugo would like to go on a, a rant of just like, and then there was this carnival, and all the toys came alive, like in that one story I heard about, and then... What? They just attacked us, and there there was the robot woman, and her soul was in a jar, and we put it in the thing, and she came And we have this, and I'm going to take out the broken machine. Oh, right, that. How long was I gone again? <laughs> How long There's was a warp in my shoe. <laughs> How long was she gone for? She was gone for a day. Wednesday. Solid day. Wow. Yep. The sun had risen and set between when you had said your goodbyes and had said your hellos. And by hellos, uh, soup by helling their uh, their agency to a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that cat's bitch, I guess. Yeah. So Sky Sky's gonna need to help free me from this. Okay, I will help. I side, have side mission annihilate this cat, killing that thing. <laughs> Assassin. Exactly. So, <laughs> so what do we need to look at today? What do we? Um, I feel like we should investigate that machine because that had very similar energy going on as to when your security guards acted up. Yep. I think we all have some research we need to do. We should probably hit up an establishment for that. Uh, I could also look up how to kill the cat. A LibriVox? Library! <laughs> you did remember Jack mentioning something about the Archive of Etrix. Yeah. Alright, let's make our way there then. To the library. LibriVox? So, Hugo. Yes. You probably have been the only one to know about the Archive of Etrix. Perhaps it was a place that you went to early on to investigate some of your knowledge and learning. They are a place located within the... Basically, Merchant's Plaza. Merchant Plaza is very high up in the city. Past the uh, closer to the dock, but located within the sort of uh, plaza where all the merchant princes' mansions are essentially located in the city. It is higher than Brimstone is, and you typically gotta look pretty nice to get up there and not be asked to leave. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, well, I know the way to the archives, but. We're gonna need to do something about all these. Gestures uh, towards all of you. I can. What is what is the apparel? Will it be fixed by being cleaned, or do, do we need some new apparel? I don't have a shirt. It may be oh, worth yeah. shopping. Sky's probably pretty fit. 
guy dresses pretty decently. Yep. You are probably set if you clean your clothes a little bit. Oof. Yendon and Soup need to get clean. I'm gonna go back to the tailor who helped fit my outfit for me. Okay. I want to get myself a decent set of armor. see a hobgoblin. No, a satyr, actually, here. Who has a pair of shorts that, like, tie up around the mid-thigh. Um, and, uh... He comes out with a little monocle as you kind of requested him specifically at this one chamber within the Chambers of Commerce. Uh, and as he speaks, he says, Well then, oh, hello! Mm. Hey! My friend from the Outlands, how are you doing? Ha! Oh no, it would appear that uh, you've been uh, taking it a little bit rough down in the sewers? Yeah, I got zapped! Oh. With, like, a lot of electricity right here. So, as you can see, it's kind of had to get to my chest somehow. Ah, that is not the typical thing you'd like to see. Oh, apologies to all of you. My name is Richmond. Uh, I uh, am a bit of a tailor here. I'm welcome to my, my little establishment here in the mall. Um, oh, you all need a little bit of an upgrade. Even you, sir, musician, Mr. Hugo Brassley, if I believe. I do believe. I'm not- I wouldn't be causing any sort of scandalous controversy with your current tailor, would I? Would he? I, uh, you don't have a tailor. Exactly. You had to fire him a years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Fact. Maybe I'll get to do some down-to-earth shopping. I think I can put together something extravagant for all of you for the price of, shall we say, 10 spots. I can all of take us? care of all of you. Um, that seems like pretty good. I can do that. I will hand over one platinum worth of stuff. Yeah, you like hand like one of these like old coins. Like, ooh, this is an old, old coin. He pulls out another like little like glass and inspects it. I will call it a fair exchange, good sir. And he slams his hand out on the table to shake yours. I'm sorry. I'm imagining the satyr in booty shorts. <laughs> yeah, I thought satyrs didn't wear any pants. Excuse me, does. booty shorts are dangerous. So since when are there satyrs here? Yeah. Okay. Right. Satyrs okay. are a longer-lived people, even longer-lived than elves, from the wasteland. Alright. Mm. Cool. They are very rare. This fellow seems to know a thing or two about fashion. Alright. And uh, now it suddenly makes sense why Soup's out is actually kind of coherent. Yep. <laughs> and with a sort of a flashing of lights and a sort of catwalk that's built into his establishment, all of you take several sort of, st of uh, steps as he sends out like shoppers to go to other locations to pick up accessories and stuff like that. And all of you end up with a bit of an outfit. Would all of you like to describe those of you who would like a change of outfit? I'm sure Sky uh, probably doesn't need a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, I think I didn't really get dirty or have my clothes damaged or anything, so, like, I'm just still wearing normal, fine clothes. Yeah. Do you do you want any sort of hat? Hat? Yeah, do you want a hat? You got the... Sure, you can have him give me a hat. He gives you, he gives you, like, he doesn't give you a duckbill hat. He gives you, like, oh, uh, a, like, uh, kind of like a beanie. Like a knit cap. Not beanie, sorry, a knit cap. Okay. Uh, that kind of like folds up. That just is, is like all pure black. 
but like kind of goes with with like the 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 same sort of shades of black. It just creates a very coherent look to you. Okay. Cool. Hugo, what do you look like? Hmm. Probably in a, in like a little dressy outfit, with like with like a dress shirt and like a red and gold vest thing. Mm-hmm. Very like filigreed. Very like greatest showman. Yeah. And definitely, definitely in Brimstone's old colors, the black, right. black, black, red, and gold. Yeah. Um, you see, like, as, like, you are requesting this, he actually takes the normal jacket, pulls out this, this, uh, twine, and actually, like, mutters an incantation, and you see, like, the pattern weave itself. So, um, I've got this, like, navy blue suit with, like, a pinstripe kind of blazer type thing, and a hat. I look like... Like the big guy in those mobster sh- shows. It's like a little bit like a, a, a fedora on you, but that like is the same shade of blue as your yeah. outfit. Yeah, and I only are saw you, this are, because is it, it was... Stripes? Is it stripes on stripes or stripes on solid? or Stripes, stripes on, on solid. Stripes on solid, okay. They're, they're tasteful. Not, yes. Not too much. No, you're like, not trying to push your presence. Like I saw it on, this, on the display at one point. I was like, I'll just go for that. <laughs> I want that. Yeah, and I just look right like there. the big guy that stands in front of a door. <laughs> Yeah, so you're now like a you're a mobster Goliath. Exactly. Uh, soup. Same thing as before, or do you want something a little different? I'm gonna change it a little bit. So what I do is I I give him an additional, um, I give him a tip of an additional spark, because it's probably a more expensive fabric that can do this, but it's the same outfit with that fabric. And what it lets me do is use Druidcraft to kind of let some of my mushrooms poke through. He, ha- he has like the special mycelium fabric he ordered for you <laughs> that allows for sort of plant growth in the sort of textile without like damaging the actual textile. Yeah, so kind of so kind of in the part where like, um, maybe like the scars on my chest are healing from the zap, it kind of pokes through and it pokes through that specific part of the fabric. So what it, ha- what it looks like is, um, there's like a little heart shape in the middle, and then it extends across my chest like lightning and these little mushroom growths. Nice. Ooh. Um, actually, can I... I'm gonna ask the satyr if he could... Does he have the ability to like... Have these clothes be like size adjusting? Hmm. Size adjusting? It's a little bit more expensive. I could do the research into it, and if you come back to me, I've already got your measurements. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm look into it it will be a little bit of an upfront cost and an after cost something like that i suppose we could put it around being about a 50 spark investment we'll say 25 up now and i'll give you the 25 later mm. and i'll and i'll throw in the scarf <laughs> Ooh. oh is this the same scarf soup has no, it's plaid. It's ah. very soft. No, I mean like the scoop this this the scarf this guy is offering. No. It ah. Is, it is it is a very fluffy scarf. Ah, that's cute. It's gonna look so fashionable. You know what? I'll I'll do that. Alright. I will take that deal. Alright, so go ahead and just give him twenty-five gold and he'll begin working on that and he says Come back to me this time tomorrow. I will have you sorted out, sir. Thank you. Before we go, Hugo is gonna uh, like pull inside and ask him, "How did you do that with the uh, with the making it weave itself thing?" Oh well, let's just say that when you're out in the wasteland, you kind of have to adapt to survive. 
And usually it's useful if the uh, accessories you carry on you are able to adapt as well. You wouldn't want to go walking into an orc encampment dressed as a sort of elven diplomat. That would go terribly. Mm. <sighs> so it's good to be able to spend, spend a few minutes uh, making modifications without uh, having to expend too many resources. That's incredible. Yeah, and flashing back to stories he's heard from his tribe about this sort of thing. Man, there's a lot I don't know. Thank you very much, sir. Of course, of course, of course. And take care. Uh, I'm sure that you will do great in the Merchant's Plaza. All right, let's get walking. You would have told him that. It's like, you're like, yeah. hey, this is what we're dressing for, and he would have been, yeah. All right, in that case... As you make your way through, as you ride the Ferris wheel to the top, and you make your way to the Merchant's Plaza. The plaza itself is something that none of you, except for Hugo, have ever seen before. Sky, even coming up there, maybe at some point during the less functional hours, mm -hmm. uh, have much of an indication of what, you know, goes on here. But this place is So, so I don't beautiful. have much of an idea what it is or how it works? Or You've got a little bit of an idea. Okay, alright. And as you make your way here, as you begin looking around at all the beautiful towers around here, you see that each one of them are stylized in their own way. You see one of them looks like it's entirely covered in light bulbs. Another one looks like it is sort of patchwork and made like a quilt. Indications of various merchant princes that own monopolies on different types of manufacturing processes and goods. As is the qualification of becoming a merchant prince, to be able to have a seat in the uh, in the courts of commerce, a sort of regulatory body that even Hugo is regulated to when he is pursuing a capitalistic enterprise. And as all of you make your way there, you begin looking through all these beautiful towers, all these sort of winding interior spaces, because this space is interior, like within the main central uh, spire of Electroval. And as you twist your way through these streets, you come eventually to, on one, like, balcony overlooking, like, the main court. There is this sort of small, dingy, wooden, beautiful and old wooden, what looks at first like a bookstore, but reads Archive instead. Positioned between a bank and kind of like a, I'm going to say, like, a sort of toy shop. There's just this sort of thin alleyway covered with books. This is archive inside. And a saying inside this is, may Etrix enlighten us. May what may enlighten you... us? May Etrix enlighten us all. Okay. Oh. And as you step within, archives, you hear a faint ding, ling, 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 as a magical bell rings. Without a string even being tripped, as all of you step within. And you see a figure turn, but all of you, and extend her wings outwards, as this woman with bird-like wings, instead of arms, says, Well, it would appear that we have visitors. How may I help you? And we are going to leave it there. You have been listening to Electroball, as featured on Dice Carnival. 
We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember that in a pinch, peanut butter does make a suitable replacement for shaving cream. See ya!